Mansoul, Norway, and it um, is like 80%, 85% less energy than a normal hotel, and it actually produces more energy than it uses. So it's really good for the environment, and I'm super excited about wow. it. That's actually really cool. I want to go. It's going to be open in like 2021. There's, um... Two years away. Yeah. There's, um... I forget what they're called. I'm going to call them eco-houses for now. But there's these eco-houses in, like, Arizona, where it's just made out of, like, mud and glass. But they're, like, solar-powered. They oh, have greenhouses. Yeah. They're really cool. I really want to live in one of those. Or at least, like, visit in one of those. Like, an Airbnb. I was a little bit sad. There's, um... I've started to realize that the people that, like... A lot of people that are in environmental can sometimes be, like, a little bit, um... Like, pushy and, like, pretentious in a way. Kind of push their beliefs on you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I was... We were at the Chinatown Market the other day. Uh-huh. And, um... For some reason, there was, like, the, uh, The solar... Not the solar. The wind-powered... There's, like, a company that, like, goes around to a bunch of events in Philly sometimes. Yeah. That, um... They're distributing wind power. Okay, and, yeah, like, yeah. trying to get some people to sign up for it. Oh, yeah. Which is cool, but at the same time, it's just, like, they sort of are always like in your face and they're like hey like do you have renewable energy and i'm like like i don't but i'm doing environmental engineering so i'm just working in same shit just different way and they're like but do you have renewable energy and i'm like dude stop like come on yeah and i can only imagine what they're doing to people that don't actually like care about this kind of stuff and then just like all in your face i've walked by those people before i like trader joe's and stuff and my only issue with them is that I rent, and I don't feel like I have the choice to, like, have renewable energy. Like, I feel like I can't put a solar power on the top of this because my landlord would get pissed, you know? So, what am I supposed to do about it? Exactly. Like, we're already... Yeah. Do you have to pay utilities as well? Yeah. Yeah. But rent's pretty cheap here, which is nice. That's pretty nice, yeah. So it's just the two of you living here mm-hmm. in this unit. Yeah, in this unit, and then um, upstairs, there's four guys that just moved in. Yeah, yeah. My friends live across the street, and like I always am over at their place, and so it's interesting to see the street from the other side. From a time. different perspective. Yeah, but yeah. also like, um, yeah, I definitely have seen you like walk in and out of here, but like I was just like in the middle of like either helping, like doing something over there, or, like yeah. about to leave, or about to just came in for something, and like I always saw like you like coming up to your place, but you're always with Sean, so I was always just also like. Yeah, that's, that's, that's understandable. Again, I'm sorry about that. No, it's funny. I, I didn't really know. I didn't really understand it. So I was just like, oh, like I guess you're just busy. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Anyways, this is Adrian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adrian is our friend who is now on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. This is so cool. It kind of forces me to hang out with people because sometimes I'm very much like a homebody. She is. And that's why I like like that my room is very comfortable. Also, like, feel free to, like, take pillows and stuffies, you know, whatever I'm you want. Yeah. What? Oh, God, Blahaj. No. He just fell down the hole. Oh, Blahaj. Here, say hi. This is Blahaj. I want to go swim with a shark. I would love to swim with a shark. Okay. That's what my, uh, sister-in-law does, because she's a shark biologist. <gasps> what? Can I talk to your sister-in-law? <coughs> yeah. Hey! That was so casual. I want to be a shark biologist. That would be so awesome. I'm not wearing my shark socks. I'm wearing my gecko socks. My co-op bosses got me these gecko socks. It was a great time. Free socks are always a good time. The best socks. Yeah. Weirdly enough, a lot of... I feel like it's not a lot, but it also is a lot, because there's not, like, a lot of biology majors. But my sister's a bio major. My sister-in-law's a bio major. I'm a bio major. Well... My brother-in-law's a bio major. I don't know. I can't relate. I have, like, such a small family compared to you. So. Yeah, no, not many people in my family just went to that. My little cousin just went to school and is going to school in San Diego. He just left to school, and he's doing environmental engineering. Oh. And I had no idea that he was going to be doing it. I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's so, so exciting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, most of the people in my family, um didn't go to college or my dad went as actually my dad went as biology and then the bio building at the college that he went to had a really big snake like live snake exhibit in the lobby and he was like fuck that i'm out and he changed his major to chemistry and then went to med school so that's really 
He does not like snakes. No, I can see why. I'm not a big fan of spiders. There's too many legs. I get that. And I can see how like snakes can be weird because maybe not enough legs. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have legs. He doesn't like it. I had to hold a snake um, at my last job at the zoo, and I told my dad about it, and he like refused to touch me for a little bit. Like he was super grossed out, and he was like, "Ah, I can't believe you did that." And I'm like, "Yeah, it was cool. It's like a muscle noodle. It's really cool." <laughs> muscle noodle. Yeah, that's that's the only way I can describe it. It's like a noodle. That's but muscle. it's muscly. Ooh, fancy tricks. <laughs> no, you can keep doing. The no, fancy I know there was. Uh, it's pressure. It's too much pressure. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I am entertained, do do though. That? Right? It'll come around. It's um, so basically, you just have to make an O with your mouth, and then you uh, you basically push from your diaphragm. You use your diaphragm to sort of, like, flick your lungs. I don't think And, like, it just pushes, like, air out. Yeah. In, like, the circle. Wild. It's weird that that's, like, a thing that can happen. I feel like... Thermodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like singers would be really good at it. Yeah. I would be damn. That'd be that's a pretty cool thing to think about. I wonder how. Well, they just be... know how to control their diaphragm. Like, well. I know. I, yeah. He said that. I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> I know what it is. I don't know how to control it. I'm a bad singer. I'm a terrible singer, but I was really good at projecting my voice for cheerleading in high school. Although that was a nice one. So like, I know how to like punch my diaphragm Oof. up. But that's so about cool. it, which isn't really helpful for actually any singing thing. No. I mean, it's control to some degree. And better than none, no degrees. True. Better than just flopping around. I get hiccups a lot. Oh, maybe, that's... Maybe even I spazzed out my diaphragm when I was in high school. <laughs> I remember playing the trombone, and they always said, like, he has to, like, be playing for the diaphragm. I was like, what? <laughs> what? I used to play trumpet. My brother fun. played the trumpet. I missed the trumpet. The trumpet was the trumpet. Uh, it was. I wanted to play the trumpet. I, I originally wanted to, and that was my. I was like, all right, I'm in this class. I might as well pick something. And trumpet was my go-to. But mm-hmm. then she was like, "You look like a trombone." And I'm like, "What?" And she gave me the mouthpiece, and I buzzed through. And she's like, "Yeah, that sounds good." And then you're a trombone player, and I'm like, oh, "Okay." They have the same mouthpiece, <laughs> though, don't they? I'm sorry. Don't. No. They don't. The the trumpet has a smaller mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. The trombone has a little bit bigger. It's Makes the same sense. as the baritone, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the story of me getting into trombone. But trumpet. I, I played for a year or two, and then my mom was like, "It's so annoying. You have to stop." <laughs> she was like, "It's so loud. I cannot take it when you practice." And I was like, "It's." Uh... And then she made me play piano, and I was like, "Fuck this! I hate piano." I think piano's so cool. It is. I regret being a little shit. <laughs> I was told that I would be good at playing piano because I have really long fingers. Mm-hmm. But once again, I feel like I just flop a lot with my fingers, especially because I can't type very well. And I think it's because I don't like bring my fingers. My issue is, you know how when you type, you're supposed to use all four of your fingers, like excluding the thumbs for a second. Mm-hmm. Every time I do it, Whenever I feel like I have to use my pinky, I always miss the key. No matter what key I'm going for, I will miss it. So my pinkies, I just kind of naturally tuck in, which then brings my other three fingers in a little bit. So I'm like clawing at it. And I know that it's because when I was like 12 years old and they were teaching us how to type, I always took the little orange cover off and looked anyway. And I think I fucked myself over with typing. I'm sorry. I just went on a rant. Orange cover. You yeah, did, did over the you, computers. Yeah, whenever you like played a computer game in school, they would like do typing computer games, but they would put an orange cover cover over it so that you had to look and like memorize and move with like muscle memory. But I was a little shit and I always moved it, so I never did. I think I fucked myself over. <laughs> we didn't do that. Really? We didn't have covers. Did you have covers? No, we didn't have that class. We didn't use computers often enough. Really? Yeah. We had to write, like, a paper with the p- computer, but that was about it. No, At least in my school. But I heard like, of, like, people having to do with typing stuff, class, stuff like that. I think, in, like, third grade. And and they would kind of just, like... And it was, like, a really small class. Because I was in a really small school. And they would just, like, leave us there, and everyone would go on Club Penguin. And I was like, I don't have an account, because my mom won't let me. Aw. <laughs> 
This was what you? How old were you when you had this? I was maybe like twelve or thirteen. So that's middle school, yeah. I don't think we had any. I don't think that my school had any computer classes in middle school. But my school, Miami's a interesting place. Like they, they're very. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's hard for a lot of people to sort of like grasp a lot of concepts. In Miami. Yeah, like some of the people are a little bit just not really like they don't think like expansively enough outside of like daily life. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like that's most hometowns because I I yeah. kind of get that, but maybe that's just because I lived in like suburbia. Same. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Everybody had settled down, and you know, I talked to my mom about it, and you know, you don't really realize that your parents kind of had like other lives before you had they had you. Oh man, it's been like hitting me a lot more lately. And I honestly. asked a couple of years ago, I asked my mom like, really the story of like how she came to be like the suburban white mom, and she was like, I grew up in a really really small town. And I knew that I wanted to do nursing, so I would drive down to Harrisburg because, like, that's the big city in that was close to her. And she, like, went to nursing school, like, lived in an apartment in Harrisburg that I, like, drove by on a daily basis to go to high school to. And, like, met my dad at the hospital, and, like, then they became the, like, prime doctors in the area. And that's how she became, like, white suburbia. She just, like, stayed, and I was like, wow, that's kind of, like, a lot of people that just, like, congregate around a city. Because they, like, they come there, and they, like, move there, and then they stay there. And then I think I, I don't want to stay in Philadelphia, even though I've, like, moved here and congregated here. Like, I, I feel like I have another step to go. I agree. Which I scares me, because I don't like new things. I love new things. I'm so... Oh, come up. I really hope I get into those. Fuck, I need to redo my resume. That's a thing. Yeah, I redid mine. Oof. Ah. I was talking to Spencer, mm-hmm. and I was, I, it was like, hey, if I email you a new one, can you put that one on? Because I, su- I like, submitted all of my international co-op applications, like, 20 minutes before it was due, and I put the only resume I had done on it, and mm-hmm. it wasn't good, and I found all these mistakes, and I was like, thank you, Spencer for doing this for me it's really bad <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna email him whenever I redo it which will probably be Thursday because that's the only time that I have time to focus on something like that yeah I really He'll get hope away I get into it. New Zealand or Australia I'm like weirdly leaning towards New Zealand do it I think it's mostly because housing is free and provided. <laughs> oh, shit. That's pretty nice. Yeah, right? Because, like, I'd love to go to Australia, but housing being free would save me so much money. Yeah, for sure. And, like, hassle, because finding an apartment, like, if we ended up being in the same town, that would be awesome, because mm-hmm. it'd be a lot easier to find an apartment. But if not, then it would just be so stressful. <laughs> it's like starting an entirely new life. Like across the world on the other side of the earth. Yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah, honestly, right? (laughs) I told my mom that I'm applying for the study abroad in Ecuador, Mm -hmm. the intensive study uh, course abroad or whatever, Mm -hmm. the spring break one. And uh, she was like, that's so long. I was like, (laughs) I'm not gonna tell you about Australia until I get in. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Your mom would definitely freak out a lot. Well, I told her about it last year when I applied, and she's like, you can't do that. You have so much family things, like commitments this summer. And I was like, mm, fair. But if I get in, I'm going. Because I think what she doesn't get is it's not about her. It's about my life and my career and, like, mm-hmm. my goals in academia and in my career and for my life. And I was telling her about this because I was like, oh yeah, I like I really want to do this course abroad because it's all field work in the Amazon and it sounds so cool. And she was like, why would you want to do that? And I was like, 
because that's like what I would like to do with my job and that kind of stuff like that's like one step closer to getting me to the job I want Mm -hmm. which I don't exactly know what it is but it helps me figure it out and she's like but that's like so far away and I was like you like think so like small about certain things because like she loves to travel and go places but I think it's the being split up part she has so many issues with it I think that's just as a mother you do because you don't want to be far away from your kids but also I want to get the fuck out of here because I want to go to New Zealand (laughs) dude New Zealand is awesome I know right that'd be so crazy yeah just do whatever you think is right for you you know yeah is it a biology co-op yeah it would be so it'd probably it'd be in Wellington which is I was looking it up it's so small It's like 200,000 people. It's so small. That's going to be so fun, though. I know. I already looked up their ultimate teams. (laughs) Do they have any? Yeah. Apparently, they've sent some people to, like, worlds. That's actually pretty wild. Right. Adrian started playing ultimate. Congratulations. You've joined the new cult. Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's a cult. It's a fun time. I really like it. I think sport is really cool, and like the therm- the aerodynamics of the disc is, I really fuck with it. Yeah. Just like figuring out how to like throw a disc, like the math equations that go behind it. Please tell me you like calculate your throws. That'd be so cool. No, no, I'm not that crazy. Plan just like routine, just <laughs> right in the middle. Oh, do you know how like movie magic moment that would be? Sometimes it, that's sort of how you think about it. Like they actually were teaching us like how to catch the disc, yeah. and so that it like hits your hand and rolls into your hand. So like depending on the f- a backhand or a forehand throw, you catch it a different way with your hand, with a different hand open, just because of you have more surface area for it to like land in your hand to catch it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and then just break it down into other ways. So that's just catching. There's also like the flick. There's a backhand. Just like. All this other shit. Honestly. I'm very surprised that Frisbee was this intense, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I thought that there was going to be some level of, like, intensity to it. But, like, when I got into it, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's a whole new sport. Like, mm-hmm. this is something different. It's more than just tossing Frisbee. Yeah. yeah. It is actually, like, a really hard finesse. I don't like, This is some respect. They make it look so pretty. Some of the guys <laughs> that face, they just, like, flick it so nicely. And it's just, like... I try and like it's always wobbly and like it doesn't like go to the person but these guys just do it effortlessly and it's like at me I was like oh okay <laughs> I forget you guys are good. you are you are amazing yeah. <laughs> I remember I think last year when we were first starting like practice for the year some of like the rookies were like oh my god how do you get it to be so pretty I'm like you just like you have to throw like you have to play it and practice and like now they have like such pretty throws I'm like do you see it's disc magic disc magic that was, sounds like a nice 70s term I was talking to disc someone magic. and they were like at like around the fields and they were like yeah the most intense sports in terms of won't ever cancel their practices are ultimate and soccer mm-hmm. <laughs> but like men's soccer because women's soccer will cancel their practices and they're like unless we like tell them not to be on the field they will come <laughs> which is very true be prepared for winter <laughs> we're not allowed to practice like winter term outside but we would <laughs> I don't like it. I like to be inside during the winter. But, like, I know some of the guys will, like, go do, like, sprint workouts on fields during winter term. I'm like, no, no, no. I will go to the gym. Sprint workouts. The guys? Frisbee team? Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) No regret. I mean, they're not, like, mandatory. Yeah. But. That's pretty intense, though. Yeah. I think it's, like, a thing about having to prove ourselves as a real sport. We just go so hard because no one believes it's a real sport until they play it. And then they're like, oh, fuck. Sucks to suck, man. (laughs) I won't be doing sprints this winter, but have fun with that. Yeah, I didn't didn't expect this. 
I didn't realize that this was the preseason, but it makes a lot of sense, and I'm really like, I'm sort of excited to see like how it's gonna work out. Yeah, I hope we do a like mixed college winter league again because that was so fun. It's it's like really intense indoor on a very small field so you really work on a lot of stuff like you work on like throwing and cuts and the first time i did it the first game we went to i came off the field i was like i can't breathe (laughs) i don't think i can do this anymore and by the end of it i was like i I can't i can't breathe and then i went next week i was like this is great it hurts but it feels so good (laughs) yeah no (laughs) I used to do sprint drills in high school with my friend who was on the track team, and I hated every second of it. The only reason I kept going was because the trainer was such an awesome person that I just, like, I was there with my best friend. This guy was amazing, literally greatest character of my entire life. So I did the sprints. (laughs) But I didn't like the actual sprints. I mean, that's fair. I don't know anyone who really enjoys sprints. (laughs) No, I didn't. Damn it, Kristen. <laughs> you made her do sprints. She made me do sprints. Uh, weird experiences. You got egged two I days ago did. yesterday. I got egged yesterday. Yesterday. That was such an odd experience. Um, yeah, I don't know why it happened, but like two guys that were in a box truck just like came down the road and threw an egg at me and my neighbor who was on a bike so it like bounced off of me and hit his bike so like i had egg whites on me and he had like egg yolk on him so they got a two for one hit and i'm really pissed about it but it was also kind of funny um oh i need to remember to take my pants out of the dryer that is a thing anyways yeah the only thing i was really upset about was there was egg on my banana and so like I couldn't put it in my pocket because then egg would get in my pocket so I had to carry my like eggy egg banana. banana in my hand to class because I had to go to class eggy banana yeah but then I you know continued on with my day cleaned myself up but yeah that's how my Friday morning morning started but it actually was like a great day yeah we so, went out lunch together after our physics class I fully support the idea that if you start your day with some terrible tragedy um like getting egged no I'm just kidding that's not that bad but tragedy. then the rest of the day doesn't seem that bad but if you start out your day like super great it can only go downhill from there this you know? is true that's my new philosophy <laughs> And it, I mean, it's weird because then you think like, what if I start my day out really well? Is it gonna keep getting better? Can it only go up from here? I bet that's what happy people think. <laughs> Can it only go up from here? I don't know. What's that like? But yeah, have you guys had any weird, weird experiences like that? Um, fun times. I've never been egged. My house got toilet papered once. Really? They smashed all of our pumpkins. I was really <gasps> mad. My mom made us clean up the pumpkins. I was like, this not our not, fault. Is it because you didn't hand out candy on Halloween or on trick-or-treat? No, we did. But we lived, like, in the country. I lived, I used to live next to a goat farm for two years, remember? Mm-hmm. That was the thing. And, uh, so there were only, like, two houses around us besides the goats. And that was just an old couple with no children. Mm-hmm. We don't know who done it. Who, like, did it. Who done it. Who done it. <laughs> Going back to the country speak. Anyways, we didn't know who did it, but they must have, like, driven to us to do it, which is, just makes me mad. That's fun. Oh, jeez. And then we that's had to clean a- it all up as children. That's- I was, like, ten, and I was like, I hate these people. That's an excessive cleanup. Yeah. Our house looks so cute. Such a waste of toilet paper. You will cherish toilet paper later on in your life, kids. Has, has anything weird ever happened to you? I had a kid be really petty and, like, rev his engine outside of my house for years. Years? Are you, wait, seriously? Yeah. And he was, yeah, he was a kid I went to high school with and we were friends with and, like, was going through a rough breakup and sort of, like, started clinging to people. And he just got like really attached to me and 
when I would hang out with his ex who was hanging out with my friends who I was friends with Mm-hmm. And then, like, she just happened to be coming with our friend group. Mm-hmm. He sort of associated that with, like, me choosing her over him. Oh. And he, like, lost his shit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And he was, like, threatening to, like, commit suicide. And, like, he was just, like, just, like, off the wall, dude. And, like, um, but nonetheless, he, he would, like, he sort of got over that and like sort of like moved on from that and he started like he knew where my house was because we lived in the same neighborhood Mm -hmm. so every time he'd come home he'd come home a specific way like my house is right by the entrance of the neighborhood he would come in through that entrance and like rev his engine outside of my house and then like drive home and then my dad like I always noticed it Mm -hmm. and I never understood what it was and when I heard about it, I was like, oh, that makes fucking sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, my dad always thought that it was, like, this car was just rubbing his engines just to show off for the car across the, the Mustang across the street. Because this kid drove a Mustang. Oh, So, okay. my dad never understood. I didn't understand it, but, like, I sort of, when I found out about this, I was like, holy shit, like, this kid's just fucking off the wall. <laughs> wow. It was dick. Yeah. Damn. He did that for years until he went to, I think he joined the Navy. I don't know. He joined the uh, military some sort. Good. Okay. Yeah. So he stopped. Do you think that if he never left, he would still do it to this day whenever he came home? Well, I think that he might have changed since then. I'm hoping that he might have. I would hope so. I mean, my parents haven't said anything about it. I didn't hear anything. I haven't heard anything every time I go back. So, yay for character development. <laughs> yes. I'm not a new season. <laughs> season two, the Navy. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he ever saw a shark. That'd be cool. Who? I don't know, guy in the Navy. Maybe I was on a boat and saw a shark. That'd be fun. Yeah, true. I don't know if he was actually in the Navy or not, but we're just going to assume so. And then now. we also assume that he saw sharks. Yeah. <laughs> We're just making up the rest of his life. It's fine. I want to see sharks. I want to go back out. I, I haven't. A shark I don't think I've ever seen a shark like in the wild, like out on a boat. I did one time. I forget where we were, but we went on this like submarine boat thing, and we saw some sharks, and it was really cool. Submarine. Yeah. Submarine boat. What is that? I don't know. Was that it, what? What? Is- it was like this boat where you like had this like glass oh glass place. bottom yeah but not like a glass bottom but like you could sit in the glass bottom you know what I mean okay and you'd be like in the water yes it moved very slowly it wasn't like a round boat you know that's not safe <laughs> but that's just so cool like sharks that's really cool my my sister-in-law is obsessed with sharks cause you know shark biologist so her and my brother got married in the aquarium in like the shark tube tank thing. Wow. Like the hallway that's like a shark. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that. Amazing. Yeah. That's it was really terrible. funny because the reception, like, they would, they like brought up the curtains and it's just the tank. And that's the walls of the reception. That's really cool. That is actually pretty dope. Wish I had pictures, but you know. I was drunk for the entire wedding and I forgot my phone on the way there. <laughs> Amazing. Near death experiences? Yeah. Which one would you like I have two? I have the actually scary one or the other actually scary one? I have three. Three? Yeah. I don't they were like kind of scary but kind of not I'm gonna pick one that was actually really scary but kind of funny now so um maybe like a month or so ago I was just like chilling at home you know I was on co-op didn't really have anything to do just like chilling on YouTube and I ordered Chinese food and I think I got like tofu lo mein or something and um, so I was sitting in my bed and I bit onto the tofu 
and only one side of it broke so like the other side that was cooked was still like attached and then I accidentally swallowed and one part went down my throat and the other part didn't go down my throat and then it got stuck in my throat and then I tried coughing it up and realized I couldn't cough it up because air wasn't going and then I had to start punching myself in the diaphragm as I stumbled to the kitchen to go over to a chair and then I pushed it out on the way there. So I like came very close to choking and dying in my kitchen, which was a little bit scary, but it was on tofu. So I think that was kind of hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) What did Emily say when you told her the story? She was like, thank you for not dying. The number one rule in our house is do not die in our house. (laughs) That was it. Um, So I would have broken the number one rule and I think she would have been way more pissed than she let on. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. So yay. Yeah, it was here, yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. Hey, you know what happens? I've also joked on something once. (laughs) Fun times, tell us. Uh, Apparently, uh, this is just a story I get told a lot by my mother, Um, but when I was a baby, I swallowed a key. Oh, Jesus Christ, I just painted my keys. (laughs) One, like, extra death while you're at it. (laughs) And, uh... My mom had to, like, do the Heimlich on baby me because she's a dumb bitch and swallowed a key. <laughs> That's so scary. Oh, yeah. My I don't mom know how to like, do the Heimlich on a baby. You have to do, um, you have to, like, turn them over and, like, pat them on the back. Oh, okay. And then one time I almost drowned. My brother and I. Because we got caught up in the waves. Jeez. And, like, a, a lifeguard had to come get us. And then I was probably six or seven, and uh, we got in this really bad car crash. And I didn't almost die, but my sister got stuck in the car. Like, her body was attached to it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because we, like, got hit in the tail end of the car. And you know how, like, on highways, there's, like, a lane going north and then like a grass plane and a lane going south and mm-hmm. split up and we rolled across the grass and across the other lane that was going south so the car was like totaled and they could get everyone out except for my sister and we, there were like a bunch of ambulance show up and I think the firemen did too and they had to like pry the car out of her because it was stuck in her arm ah uh. yeah like, all the glass and stuff. That sounds horrible. Yeah, she still has, like, all the scars. That's Any near-death experiences, Adrian? <laughs> um, actually, I was trying to think of them, and the, I forget that I had one bad accident one time. Like, relatively, like, safe life, like, never did anything, like, that bad that I saw, like, any real ramification from it. Um... But uh, this one time, I was, I decided it was a good idea to hold on to the back of my ex-girlfriend's car with a rope attached to a helmet inside her trunk. So it acted as like a, as a way for me to like pull myself behind it on a Wait, skateboard. A skateboard? Oh my god. <laughs> on a skateboard. For, I was aiming to get a picture for Instagram. But this my, this you was get my, the card that's like died for the selfie. This was like my goal. No, actually, so like we already got the picture, and then I was like, all right, like I sort of want to do one it? just to. Oh. <laughs> the pot thickens. Um, I end up falling off the board. Like she sped up. She gets like 30 miles per hour, and I, I hit the speed wobble. Yeah. And I fell. And my, I put my wrist up, luckily, when as I was falling, and it caught, like, because of the impact, I ha- or, like, the time that I had because of my wrist hitting the ground, I was able to tuck, hit the back of my head against the floor, scraped up my shoulder all the way down my back, and, like, both my elbows, both my knees. Were you wearing like, a helmet? No. You idiot. <laughs> you're so smart, but you're so stupid. Yes. <laughs> But, so, as soon as that happened, I immediately, like, I rolled, and I immediately stood up, and I was, like, 
it was so fast of an impact like it didn't it was very like superficial but nonetheless um my wrist took the brunt of the impact so i broke my radius and my ulna and this bone called a scaphoid and i tore ligament on the side of my hand and then i cut my head in a like a jagged like a y and they couldn't they were gonna do like staples but it was like too jagged they had to do stitches mm-hmm. and it took 10 stitches to heal that um and then everything else was just like bandages but um yeah that was immediately leaving there i was like okay yeah i broke broke my wrist like there's definitely a fracture somewhere yeah. and they were like yeah one maybe two fractures and then i get to the um doctor's office and he's like yeah two definitely maybe a third and then confirmed a third and then didn't see the uh ligament for months until i because i'd gone months trying to just like let it heal yeah and then because the ligament was torn the bone wasn't healing so nothing was going to happen until they went in like did surgery on it yeah oh jeez. so when they finally did surgery they found it they fixed it and then a couple of weeks later or like a bunch of weeks later that was that was good how old were you uh, that was my junior year into senior year. In high school, yeah? Yeah. So it was like... 17? Yeah. Just 17, yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn, yeah. I did, I did Wait, very so similar like, things. did you get the picture? Oh, so yeah, so we got the picture, and then it was on my... Like, I deleted it off of my phone because I told everybody that, like... I told most people that I fell off the skateboard. I was reluctant to tell, I guess, my parents that I, that I, uh... Fell off the skateboard? Fell off the skateboard, yeah. Well, no, 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 they know I fell off a skateboard, but I didn't tell them that I was, like, hitching onto the back of my ex-girlfriend's car. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. Honestly, just now, I was thinking about the fact that, like, I was gonna say, like, oh, I don't know if I want to say that I didn't tell my parents about it, but, like, I had already told the entire story, so, like, if they were to ever listen to this like they would have already heard the worst part of it and then well I mean you don't have to tell your parents that this podcast exists yeah, please that's, that's don't tell thinking. them <laughs> yeah that's what I was gonna go on your poor parents would be scarred <laughs> yeah they would be pissed but yeah that would that was a really dumb moment on my part I told them that I was skating and I hit a like I was going pretty fast and I hit a rock I mean, it's Which believable. is a very possible, like, outcome when, on a skateboard. See, that scares me, because there's <laughs> the potholes in the city, and, like, I've seen you on your freaking pedi board, like, going down 33rd when there's no cars going up it, and it scares the shit out of me. Dude, it's so simple. I, I fuck with skateboarding so much. I want to get into snowboarding. <gasps> me too. And I think, like... I think we should all go, like, snowboarding together. I can go skiing. I cannot snowboard. I, I don't know how to snowboard. I can ski. That's what I used to do when I was a kid, but mm. I really want to learn how to snowboard. Because my brother is, like, a really good snowboarder, and he, every time we, like, went skiing or, or something, winter sports as a family, my my one brother wouldn't do anything, and my sister wouldn't do anything because they hated it. They were like, I don't want to be here. It's cold. I want to be inside. Or they'll be like, or my brother, my one brother would go tubing, and I would go skiing with my mom because my mom was ski, and my oldest brother would go snowboarding. And every time I tried to get my brother to teach me how to snowboard, he was like, no, because I'm not wasting my day on the stupid bunny slopes. <laughs> and I was like, why are you such a dick? <laughs> Amazing. You Don't they have, like... Instructors. Like, yeah, instructors yeah. you can, like, go with. My mom was like, if you're going to learn how to snowboard, I want your brother to teach you. And I was like, well, he won't. And she's like, so then keep skiing. Okay. <laughs> That's one way to solve the problem. I don't know. It was a lot. I went snowboarding one time. I really want to go back. My brother has never gone, and I really want to go with him. Let's fucking go. What's Rodney? I'm sorry? Rodney? Randy. Randy. (laughs) Fuck, I always say Rodney every time. I think Rodney's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what are our questions? We should do our questions from Emily. Oh, yeah. What questions did Emily give us? Ah, yes. Um, Emily, my roommate. You've met her before. She's great. I love her. She's awesome. She made hollow last night, and it was so good. 
And then she made challah French toast this morning for breakfast, and it was so good. We have, like, a quarter of the loaf left. Like, maybe not even. Damn, that sounds amazing. It's so good. It sounds so good. Mm. Okay, question one. Question one. Uh, if you're stranded on a desert island, what kind of wine would you bring? <laughs> I would bring Frank, our wine. So, Emily got these little, like, wine tags from her sister's, like, fundraiser goodie bag thing. And it's just like a piece of paper that you can put on a wine bottle and write a note on it. I don't know why it exists, but it does. And another thing that I don't know why it exists, but it does, is my mom sent us a wine bottle scarecrow outfit that is on the wine bottle out on our table right now. And it's literally just a little outfit that you put on a wine bottle. I don't know why it exists, but it does, and I kind of love it. And that is our wine bottle named Frank, and I would bring Frank to the desert island, despite Emily probably being mad that I took Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I like red wine. Frank is a red wine. It also goes with the spooky Halloween theme, because we're now, like, drinking Hank's blood, because it's, like, red wine. Yeah? Hank yeah. Frank. Spooky. <laughs> what kind of wine would you bring? I would probably bring Moscato. Something like really fruity. Ooh, that's nice. Like really, I was talking yeah. to someone recently because I was like, Desert Islands would typically be warmer. Yeah. 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 And I was like, hey, try this like glass of red wine. And she tried it and she was like, this is disgusting. And I was like, excuse you, this is like really nice. Like, I think it's such good wine. And she was like, no, Franzia pink Moscato. And I was like, no, you need to go. <laughs> Like, I get it. She was like, it's nice because it's sweet and it's cheap and there's a lot of it. And I was like, but... But... It's shit. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of red wines, personally, just because it's like... I think it's such a weird concept for a drink to be dry. Yeah. To have, like, a dry taste. Like, it's just such a weird contradiction for me. And then to feel it, I'm just like... I'm just not a fan of it. I really like it whenever I have, like, a hearty pasta dish. Like, get really Mm -hmm. back to the Italian roots. That's really, like, when I like red wine. But if I want to casually drink wine, that's when I prefer, like, a white or something. I like a Chardonnay if I want to go casual. Yeah. Something a little bit more fun. With a little shoulder pop. It's going to get spicy. (laughs) Exactly. Um... (laughs) I think the next question is what's oh, what is it it's like what's your favorite ah what's your favorite kind of mac and cheese i don't think i've ventured much with mac and cheese ever what do you like i've made like care? hamburger helper <laughs> that is not what i thought was gonna come out of your mouth yeah i'm sorry I mean, like, that's like the most adventurous i've ever gotten with like mac and cheese i don't think i i usually make mac and cheese and i just eat it with just mac and cheese or put like beat it so it's like not even hamburger helper, it's just more like an off-brand oh, <laughs> hamburger okay. helper. But it's just a more efficient way to, like, I don't know. You efficient. like make your own hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's good I understand now. mac and cheese. I think, I just like, like, white mac and cheese. White, like a, like like a, a white, white parmesan or something. White cheddar. Because like, I feel like every time... Because you know how at Landmark they have, like, the six different mac and cheeses? No. They do. And every time I go there, my friends are like, oh, this looks so good. And I'm just like, if I want, if I'm going to have mac and cheese, I want it, like, as a side of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like the best type of mac and cheese is, like, mac and cheese at a really good barbecue place. And then you have it with, like, ribs or, like, a pulled pork sandwich or something. And it's, like, comforting and warm and nice. I mean, mac and cheese in and of itself is a comfort food, yeah. I believe. I don't know. I love eating just okay, like bread. mac and cheese. I'm <laughs> Sorry. I believe. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I love just eating like mac and cheese and like adding things to it. Sometimes I add spinach to my mac and cheese, you know, if Ooh. I'm feeling healthy. Emily made a nice Ooh. mushroom mac and cheese this week Ooh. with like 
Broccoli would be so really good. good in it. Yeah, who doesn't love cheese and pasta? That's Unless you don't classic. like cheese or pasta. <coughs> but like, then weird. what are you doing? What if they're rich people? I can't relate. I really can't. I try to be a rice person and like I'm a pasta person. I'm a pasta girl through and through. I can't. Like I enjoy rice like mixed in with other things and like that's fine. That's a side. Sushi. I just got into sushi this year. And it's like the vegetarian sushi. Like okay. not the real sushi. That's like my limit. I don't know, it scares me. I don't like It is weird, yeah, the the raw fish. One time I had raw fish. I did not enjoy it. I was yeah. like, the taste good, but the feeling in my mouth makes me feel weird. <laughs> yeah. But it tastes good. I don't know, it just like kind of freaks me out that it's raw and also I just don't like the smell of it. And like I know that good sushi is supposed to not smell like fish. You know, it's not supposed to be like pungent or whatever. But like every sushi that I've ever encountered that has raw fish on it, I'm just like, no, thank you. It's also crazy that like where this fish is coming from is probably nasty. Very, yeah. So much plastic. Yeah. All the fish is nasty now too. If the fish like didn't, I feel like I saw something recently and it's like, we found microplastics in fish. And every, every time I like, think of that i'm like is that are you really surprised by that have you there's so much trash in the ocean yeah people who don't recycle make me so angry yo i never thought i'd encounter someone like that but then i did in my communications class last year it was this guy he was a good guy nice nice dude but we did a a project where i had to like interview our classmates to understand if they would like our topic and i picked the topic of like the trash system in Philadelphia and like how efficient it is and I asked people like do you recycle like do you care about recycling and like most people said that like yeah they recycle they don't really care about it but they do because it's there and then this one guy said no I don't recycle like I've never I've just never recycled and I was like do you is it for a reason yeah I was like I was like I, like, tried not to get offended because I was, like, wait, I've never, like, encountered someone that never actually, like, consciously recycled. So I was, like, okay, like, what do you, do you care about recycling? Like, do you ever plan on getting a recycling system? Do you know, like, the effects uh, that recycling has? And he was, like, no, I don't really care. And I've never really done anything about it. I just throw my trash wherever I want. Sometimes I miss the trash can and I don't pick it up. And I was, like... And I think you're trying to make me upset. Like, I think you're trying to piss me off right now, but it's like, ooh. That makes me so angry. I, like, had to hold it in because I didn't want to get preachy, but I was like, dude, you can get a free recycling bin. It's so easy. Like, if you go to, like, there's a recycling uh, center down in South Philly that you can, like, drop off, like, big boxes or whatever the fuck you want. And you can just like put your address down and grab a free recycling bin and like there's your recycling service. They'll come pick it up like every week with your trash. And I was like, it's so easy to recycle now. I don't understand. But I held that in and just said, thank you for answering my questions and moved on. I would be so angry. You, you, do you know she's my roommate? Uh, I think I've met her, but I don't remember if I did or not. I'm not good with names. You know she's. So you've talked about her, so I associate her as a person. Fair. She's also an environmental engineer, and uh, it's so funny. Her old roommates used to call her the recycling Nazi. <laughs> and it's so funny because some, one time someone, we were like, hang out with a bunch of people and someone didn't recycle and she got so angry she started taking the recycling can around like a party <laughs> she was like we're recycling the cans amazing and i was like you're an icon <laughs> lovely i love her it's my favorite thing she cleans during parties the frat satellite house on campus i like cleaned like vacuum swept and mopped the floors in basically a second frat house and I was like I will not come to a party if I know that the floors are this sticky because I went to a party there one time and the floors were so sticky I was like Ori I know you live here please let me just like come clean your floors and he was like sure go for it and so I did 
And then I went to one more party afterwards and the floors weren't sticky. And I was like, I am so proud of this. This is all I needed. And then I never went to another party at his house after that. (laughs) I've done my job. Goodbye forever. (laughs) I did mention the fact that the floors were cleaner to people and they noticed it. And that's all I really needed. It was just like the validation that I made a difference in that floor. (laughs) That poor floor. All frat floors. So sad. I've cleaned a lot of frat house floors. This is what happens. This is what happens when you go to parties. No, I literally was just friends with some of the brothers because Emily is Jewish and that's like primarily the Jewish frat. So she knew a lot of people. So then I knew a lot of people. So I cleaned the floors (laughs) because I didn't like it and I felt fine doing it. Which, uh, last question. What's your favorite thing that Emily makes? Everything. I really like her pot pie, too, and her muscle balls. Yo, Emily's pot pie is some wild shit. Yeah, Emily's chicken pot pie made me like chicken pot pie. Like it's, She didn't like chicken pot pie before. I didn't. Emily it's made it, and then I was like, hey, pie. by the way, don't like chicken pot pie. Um, and she got really mad because she spent all day making it. Then I ate it, and I was like, just kidding. Now I love chicken pot pie. <laughs> But, like, I, I feel like I knew that was going to happen, so that's why I didn't want to tell her. Like, I wanted to try hers because I, I thought it would be good, and it was. And I was like, yay, I finally found one. Yeah. I came over one night for dinner, and it was so good. The crust is so flaky. <laughs> Reese having a moment. It's so good. Literally, she showed me her recipe. Yeah, that's a really big honor of yours. I live with a Jewish grandmother. It's true. You and Italian grandmother lives with a Jewish grandmother. I'm going to make pasta tonight so that we can eat it later. Oof. You should have some of the things that Emily's made, so that way you could have answered that question. Yeah. (laughs) We should all have dinner together. Sure. Yeah, true. (laughs) We should make plans for this. Emily, here in the podcast, I'm saying this. (laughs) Yes, we should do this. I'm sure she'll say yes. But yeah, that's it. That's the podcast. Congratulations, you did one. Thank you. I love your socks, the Coca-Cola. I was going to say, I really like your shoes because they're purple. Uh, I'll leave a question. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The socks are, I just found in my drawer and I was like, oh shit, nice socks. And then I just like threw them on. So, but thank you. And then the shoes, I went to go get a pair of black ones and they had purple. And I was like, all right, I fuck with that. Nice. I really fuck with purple. It's my uh, birthstone as well. What's your birthstone? Amethyst. (gasps) That's so cool. I think that's my sister's. It's just... February. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool sounding one. Amethyst. I really like that one. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on our podcast. And thanks for chilling and hanging. I appreciate it, man. Peace out, man. I'm just hanging with you. (laughs) We can continue hanging if we want to after this is done. But I need to make an artichoke dip. <laughs>